Welcome back to A People's History of the Old Republic. Last time, we finally met the Rakala in the flesh, witnessed the duel in the Temple of the Ancients, discussed the very, very dark side of Revan, and left a recap of Knights of the Old Republic on the cliffhanger. This time, we are going to keep you hanging on that cliff as we instead take a detour to the historiography of the Old Republic. Luke will be back next week to pick us all up off that cliff. But in the meantime, I'm Kelsey, and there's always a little bit of truth in legends. The Old Republic is mentioned twice in the original trilogy, both times in A New Hope. The first time we hear the phrase, it is spoken by Obi-Wan Kenobi. After handing Luke the lightsaber, Kenobi says, quote, An elegant weapon for a more civilized time. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic, before the Dark Times, before the Empire, end quote. Later, Grand Moff Tarkin gives us the second line about the Old Republic, quote, The Imperial Senate will no longer be of any concern to us. I've just received word that the Emperor has dissolved the Council permanently. The last remnants of the Old Republic have been swept away, end quote. From the start, then, we have the rough contours of the Republic. It lasted at least a thousand generations. The Jedi played a role in it. There was a Senate, and that Senate is not just in living memory, but it was abolished in the course of the first film. One quick aside, later canon would eventually put the founding of the Old Republic at 25,000 years before the events of A New Hope, which works out perfectly to 1,025-year generations. While the screenplay for Star Wars is the first place we can trace the Old Republic as a concept in the films, it appeared in print before the movie was released in theaters. Star Wars, From the Adventures of Luke Skywalker, is a novelization of the movie, published in November 1976, attributed to George Lucas and ghostwritten by Alan Dean Foster. Dean Foster later got uh, credit in reissues of the novel. The book opens with, quote, Another galaxy, another time. The Old Republic was the republic of legend greater than distance or time. No need to note where it was or whence it came, only to know that it was the Republic. That prologue goes on to describe the Republic as having rotted from its peak, that the Old Republic before the events of Star Wars was already rotten and decaying from within, a far cry from an even more mythical era when, quote, under the wise rule of the Senate and the protection of the Jedi Knights, the Republic throve and grew, end quote. The prologue is notable for how much it foreshadows the Star Wars prequels. It sets Palpatine up by name as an ambitious senator who declared himself emperor, but then has him as a weak-willed figure that is the puppet of advisors, which deviates from how the movies ultimately turned out. 
The prologue also describes a republic that collapsed from within, their internal decay, wicked ambition, and the extermination of the Jedi through, quote, treachery and deception. It's a pretty far back place to put Order 66. Um, I want to give a uh, special thanks to the uh, Redditor Jakku Scavenger who posted the uh, excerpt of the prologue um, from the novelization. And then there's also a version of that novelization available through the Internet Archive if you want to uh, poke through for yourself. Um, it adds two other mentions of the Old Republic um, come from the novelization. Um, one is a very slight change on the Obi-Wan quote above. It has uh, when Leia is being projected as a hologram to um, talk to Obi-Wan to ask him for help. It says that he served her father um, and the Old Republic in the Clone Wars. And they cut that second reference to the Old Republic out, just letting Obi-Wan say it once, Tarkin say it once, and no one says it. Again, um, and the other mention of the Old Republic from the novelization is how it explains the rebels. Um, they are the alliance to restore the Republic. Um, it doesn't tell us a lot about the nature of the Old Republic. Um, and after the movie was released, it would take us years to get any more detail other than that it existed. Um, and it'll take a long time. I mean, when I say years, I really mean years. The There is one other early mention um, that I could find, and it's in the Star Wars storybook, which is the sort of uh, kid's book, uh, lots of pictures and movies still set to a very simple narrative of Star Wars, written by uh, Geraldine Richelson and edited by Eleanor Earhart. It was published in 1978 as a tie-in. Um, and it... Um, describes C-3PO and R2-D2 as having no idea what the Empire and the Rebels are fighting about. Um, and after that it says, quote, they had never heard the history of the galaxy, of how the evil Imperial forces had overthrown the Old Republic with its good laws and wise Senate, end quote. A special shout out to Brandon at Harden on Twitter um, who spotted that quote. So, the Star Wars storybook largely predates the notion of Star Wars having a canon. Um, it's a simplified version of the general narrative that's hardly a uh, substantive or building on text. Um, and it's been relegated to legends, but it's interesting to see how the idea of the Old Republic is set as a backstory before it became the setting. The whole history of the galaxy is framed as the struggle of the Empire and the Republic, and um, eventually we see that as sort of the backseat between the broader narrative that comes from the prequels and later iterations, which puts the struggle as between the Sith and the Jedi, which the Empire and Republic are proximate but not perfect um, analogs. Um, so it is, as all early Star Wars is, it's archetypes suggesting a fuller world. Um, now we wouldn't be, we are, uh, this is our 32nd episode in this and we've had so that means really 31 of narrative um and we are only really in the 3960s uh bby or before the battle of yavin with the rough proximate for um a new hope and so 
there's a lot, right? There's a tremendous amount of story that gets put in the Old Republic, but it was untapped for the first 15 years after a Star Wars premiered in theaters. Um, the rich and staggeringly vast world of Star Wars comics, novels, and games that flourished in the 1980s never ventured back very far from that Battle of Yavin. The, uh, as early as I could find, right, the, the droids comics and TV show uh, set and focused on um, C-3PO and R2-D2, which were uh, published and aired in the mid-1980s. They go back 15 years before the Battle of Yavin. Um, so anything pre-Empire does not exist um, or did not really exist in the 80s. Um, so at least this is to, to the extent that I was able to find. If the Old Republic showed up as a reference in books published between 1978 and 1991, it has escaped my ability to find it. Um, let me clarify, my ability to find it is uh, searching for Old Republic in uh, Google Books, and you skip straight from Star Wars Storybook, published in 1978, to Heir to the Empire, published um, in 1991. They have a 1992 edition, but Heir to the Empire was a 91 book. Um, there's other mentions, but that's all like commentary um, and and such, or like best movies of this or best science fiction. None of that is anything that's even close to canon. The world of Star Wars has written deliberately in the purpose of expanding the universe and like officially licensed, etc. Uh, doesn't does not, as far as I can tell, um, go into the Old Republic anything more than the few lines we see in A New Hope. Um, really until a little bit in the 1990s. Um, so this is my limitation. If you if there are any notable Old Republic references from the era that have escaped my searching, um, entirely possible in comics or in videos um, or books that Google just has not um, absorbed yet, you can uh, tweet at me to let me know or you can email us at photorpodcast at gmail.com and maybe I can revisit those in a lost historiography episode in the future. Um, so, to 1991, we get to Heir to the Empire, which is the sprawling Timothy Zahn epic that gives us, it gives the Star Wars universe Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, and in that, all of that, the Old Republic shows up a couple of times. Uh, the rebels are mentioned as still wanting to restore and build a new Republic on the model of the Old Republic. We get um, a world that was left off of Jedi and Old Republic maps. And we get um, some Old Republic artifacts like MacGuffins. Um, and that's really it. The one thing that the, uh, the Thrawn trilogy gave to Star Wars, um, that gave to, became relevant in the Old Republic, is it names Coruscant as the capital of the Empire. And then which in turn became the capital of the Republic and is just now the capital world. Um, but it names it, but there's really not a lot. So this is, this is 1991, and it's one of the last places to operate with an undeveloped understanding of the Old Republic. Um, if the 1980s stories were about fleshing out the time immediately before, around, and after the original trilogy, the 1990s, was an era of going deep, deep into the past. Um, and so this is where the people's history of the Old Republic 
intersects with the people's historiography of the Old Republic. The Tales of the Jedi series, uh, which launched with Tom Veach's uh, two-issue story arc about Ulic Keldroma and the Beast Wars of Andron, is published in 1994. Um, and that's the first true exploration of the Old Republic in Star Wars that I could find. Um, and if Ulic Keldroma sounds familiar, it's because we had a bunch of episodes about him. Um, we covered the particular story arc uh, back in episode five. Um, Tales of the Jedi, of course, was its own overarching series, um, and it had its own prequel arcs. We covered uh, those in episodes uh, two, three, and four, um, and touched upon them in the first. Um, and so Luke has done a tremendous job of bending that winding narrative into a timeline-fixed um, fixed narrative, where publication date storytelling really falls apart if you're trying to look at the the canon. But there is nothing, as far as I could tell, earlier than Ula Keldroma that explores anything before um, deeper back than uh, 15 years before the Battle of Yavin um, and the space that would later become the prequels and the whole... Uh, the prequels, the Clone Wars, the whole era, and especially the old Republic and the old, old Republic. Um, and as we are covering that history, as we go through a narrative in Highland Canon, I figure that's where I will leave this brief interlude for today. Um, there's plenty more to mind. There's plenty more of how Star Wars has been told and how the history has been structured um, and I'm sure we can revisit it at some point if this is something you want but let us know um, and thank you for letting me indulge this for a placeholder um, thank you all for listening to a people's history of the republic um, next time I know I know we had that cliffhanger we will uh, wrap it up we will finally get to see the Star Forge in all its glory we will finish up Knights of the Old Republic with the Battle of Rakata Prime um, then we will begin covering the five-year gap that follows Knights of the Old Republic as we introduce Knights of the Old Republic 2 please rate comment and subscribe to people's history of the Old Republic on Apple Google or wherever you listen to podcasts Thank you for the five-star ratings on iTunes. The ratings and comments really help the show, and we really appreciate them. You can follow us on Twitter at Photorpod or email us at photorpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us questions and comments, and we will answer them on the show. I'm AthertonKD on Twitter, and you can follow Luke at LukeIsAmazing on Twitter. Y'all, may the Force be with you.